two. The Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. Today is Tuesday, January 5th, and this is episode 72 of The Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. And holy shit, does it feel good to be back. Ladies and gentlemen, we have not been back since Christmas, and I don't know if you missed us, but I certainly missed this podcast. Um, We are going to be going through... The NFL season recap, doing all the awards, as well as talking a little bit about some exit interview type questions for some teams who seasons, unfortunately, have ended, as well as talking about this weekend's games in the wildcard round, a very uh, big weekend, really, in the wildcard round with the seven seven seeds in each conference, so that'll be exciting. And then at the end, stay tuned, we got a Chargers fan, uh, a little... I don't know, like a town forum, town hall, Chargers fan thing, talking about the Anthony Lynn news. So you can get that all time. Mark that in the podcast. But How drunk me were you talking. for that? I mean, it was 20 minutes ago, so not too. <laughs> it was just <laughs> joyful conversation. Yeah, Josh, it was, it was the happiest was I've been <laughs> since like 2006 as a Charger fan. Oh, there we go. Um, and without further ado, let me introduce the boys. You hear Big Dog. Big Dog, how you doing? Fantastic. Frog's gone. Josh Bilker, how are you? I'm fantastic as well. It's a great day. And my guy, Kyle. Kyle Castaneda. Castaneda? Castaneda? Which one is it? Castaneda. It's Castaneda, but I don't know. Castaneda. Okay, yeah. Kyle Castaneda. How you doing, my friend? Kegs next. I'm doing doing well. It's good to be back. A lot has happened. Lots to talk about. Yeah, we certainly um, we have a lot of fun things to talk about today. And Kyle, I hate to break it to you. We have some not so fun things to talk about with you today <laughs> as well. Um, but we'll get into that. Um, first, I want to just do the kind of cookie cutter. Let's give out our season awards. And so here's the awards we are going to be giving out. We are going to be doing MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year. And then an award called the Pineapple Couch MVP, which was your favorite player this year, maybe to talk about on the pod, to root for, however you want to frame it. It's up to you guys. That's what we will do. Um, So without further ado, I guess if you like what you're listening to, subscribe. That helps. But let's get into the shit. Um, MVP. I'm going to start with Big Dog. Um, And a little teaser for an episode we're coming. Big Dog was our regular season wins leader here on the Mm -hmm. pineapple couch i believe i was second and josh was third we'll get into the exact records though i believe Uh, i was dead last hey but not to be fair kyle started like week 12 kyle joined like right like it was like we were in a war and then right when things got really shitty kyle like was like hey i'm here and it was like oh (laughs) kyle shit is fucked (laughs) and i did the biggest gambling mistake of all time and tried doubling down all my losses and i just kept increasing the amount of games i would bet on on a weekly basis hoping for that hot streak that just never hit next year is a new story Kyle. keep your chin up yeah new season no covid (laughs) yeah all right so uh big dog i'm start with you who is your regular season mvp we're going with the mother hater Aaron Rodgers, phenomenal year. The guy, I mean, they went 13-3 and again, number one seed through over 45, 45-ish touchdowns, whatever it was. I mean, they killed it. What else is mm-hmm. there to say? Yeah, I mean, certainly it, it's tough to argue with Rodgers. I, I, I would like a, to say, I guess, that the fact that they drafted Josh Love and then he just has the biggest Jordan fucking Love. season ever and it's like, Jordan. oh, it's another Jordan Love. As a Sorry, great, yeah, same thing, you know, Josh left Jordan Love, but they, I mean, he has the biggest fuck you seasons. Be like, why did you do that? Why don't you draft someone that we could actually use in the next two or three years or for this playoff run? 
once again. Yeah. But yeah. good one, for you, Aaron Rodgers. One of Aaron Rodgers' best seasons, definitely, which is crazy to say given his age. Uh, Kyle, I'll go to you. Kyle, who are you thinking for your regular season MVP? It's no, it's no secret on this podcast that I am not a fan of Aaron Rodgers, and I tried, uh, I tried finding every statistic possible to try and give the MVP to someone else, but I just couldn't. He's just, he's first in every efficiency stat. Um, he's first in every standard statistic as well, too, and even passes the eye test when you're watching him play. I guess the only knock you can really give him is, you know, he did have one of the top three best offensive lines this entire season, season even though he did just lose. Bakhtiari for the playoffs, but um, Tough. it's got to be Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Josh, what are you thinking? I'm going with Josh Allen. Um, I know that's I know uh, Aaron Rodgers is probably having a better season and et cetera, et cetera. He's probably you know the better pick, um, but just something about the Bills, just the how meaningful Josh Allen is to them in, in a 13 and three season is just. I feel like Aaron Rodgers can't hold a candle to. It's still Aaron Rodgers at the end of, end of the day, and he's competing with himself. Josh Allen was like a middle-of-the-pack kind of uh, slacking quarterback for the past two years, and this is the first mm, year easy, that he's easy. really lit it up, and this is the biggest jump I think I've seen and completely changed my opinion. And, however, more passing yards than Aaron Rodgers. So that I'm going with that. that that's my argument for him. Yeah, for, so I think – I think Rodgers really has an impeccable resume for this MVP. One thing that I do find interesting, what is different in the NFL than the NBA, if this was the NBA, Josh Allen would be by far the MVP favorite. Because the NBA, Mm -hmm. I feel like, is all about story. And like him getting the Bills to that AFC East division title. So I feel like in the NBA, it would be different. In the NFL, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to just say it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. Um... And you got, like you guys have said, but what I will say is it's a damn shame that Derrick Henry is not getting a little more look into for this MVP. I mean, what? He was the eighth player to ever rush for 2,000 yards. He is the guy that I think all of us in the back of our minds, none of us have really crossed out the Titans. None of us would be shocked to the point of like, what if the Titans ended up winning the Super Bowl? Because that's how dynamic this dude is. The way he can break defenses in the second half, he he is unbelievable. And I'll throw this out to you guys a question here. I always said that the best running back I ever saw in my life was Adrian Peterson. Derrick Henry is like he he's kind of like eclipsing LT. And even as a turd, like this the stuff Derrick Henry can do is so dynamic. Am I crazy, Kyle? No, I agree. It's it's interesting watching him run because he it, like LT had the moves and and so did Adrian Peterson but man Derrick Henry's just that old fashioned old school just runs straight down the line and it's funny because it doesn't even look like he's putting in effort as he's running down the field but none of these DBs can tackle him and those those stiff arms no oh. one has had a better stiff arm in the NFL than Derrick Henry <laughs> his highlight stiff reel. arms giving me a stiffy right now <laughs> <laughs> um big dog what are your thoughts on what i just said so, though about henry approaching one of the best running backs we've ever seen so uh, kind of like what kyle said it's just like i don't think we're used to such physical running backs like in the 80s and 90s and we just that's exactly what he is he also but, just runs and he like, just runs kind of crazy like, like, and like the way he said, runs I mean, like an ostrich he looks like he's running as fast <laughs> as me or in slow motion but the DBs can't catch him or they get stiff to him like four yards behind and it's crazy how quick and elusive he is but I, 
I mean, I'm still going to put like Peterson and LT up there because I think they could do the receiving end as well. Yeah. I don't really see Derrick Henry, and I know, but it's like I think they can catch the ball a little bit better than. Yeah. See, Derrick Henry, what he's created, Josh, and then we'll go to you, is he has created the version of getting dunked on consistently <laughs> in the NFL, like getting posterized. So there's, I, there has to be at least one or two occasions this season when a DB, cornerback, safety, whatever, was running at Henry, and in the back of their mind, they're like, damn, I hope this guy doesn't just throw my face to the ground, right? Josh, what are you thinking in terms of Derrick Henry, best running, one of the best running backs you've ever seen? Yeah, I um, I th- I think right now I can't think of one of I I didn't see too much of the LT in his prime, but uh, Adrian Peterson is still kind of unbeatable for me. I just mm-hmm. I've never seen some guy like take over the game completely. Because Derrick Henry, I still feel like as good as he is, I still feel like there's is there a way to scheme around him? Do we think that there's potentially a way to just completely stack the box? Because part of the reason why Tennessee was so good offensively this year is because Tannehill was fucking amazing. Maybe it's a. Uh, it's, I think uh, that also uh, though has to do with little. It's a code. It, yeah, yeah, it's a codependent relationship probably where they're both. It's they're both scared of the other side of it where it's fucking Derrick Henry running for thirty, hundred fucking yards. Yeah. And then, uh, Tanhill throwing a fifty yard diet to fucking Brown at some point. So, mm-hmm. the receiving end too. I I agree with Andrew because I think he only totaled about a hundred receiving yards this. That this is season. wild and the yeah. highest scoring offense too, in the NFL. Derrick Henry has to do it for eight more years at least because Adrian Peterson well, is AP's, still in the yeah. freaking league. So it's like that is unbelievable to have a running back at 36, 37. I know he's like a second string, but he's still valuable to teams. He's 36. Yeah, I'm not saying Henry back. is better than him or LT. I'm just saying that the type of performances and seasons he's been having, I mean, especially last year in the playoffs, he's he's approaching that conversation, so we'll see. Um, so, spoiler, that is my offensive player of the year is Derrick Henry. Josh, who's your offensive player of the year? Yeah, that's you beat me to it. Derrick Henry, absolutely. 2,000 yards, only eight or seven other players have done it, as you mentioned before. It's it's Derrick Henry. It's absolutely Derrick Henry. And like you said, it's a shame he's not going to get the MVP because this was probably more impressive than I think any of the quarterback seasons I've seen. But the Titans just weren't good enough, I don't think, to even make this a discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle, will go to you and then to Big Doug. Yeah, I'm actually I'm surprised that there's an overwhelming consensus on Derrick Henry here. I actually went with Devontae Adams. That's what That's I, my my biggest it. yeah my biggest thing with with these awards is like your best available your best ability is your availability. But with Devontae Adams, he made up for those lost games immediately. He'd be missing a game, then come back and score like three or four touchdowns out of nowhere, and he just kept it up every single game. And it's obvious with how Aaron Rodgers progressed this season and his he got to his sort of MVP level also progressed with the healthiness of Devontae Adams. So it's a little bit of a symbiotic relationship there between the two of them as well too. But um, just he puts up insane numbers and I, I hated going against him in fantasy and I have to give him credit all around. Yeah, I mean, so to your point, Devon, uh, Kyle, Devontae Adams was my offensive player of the year until week 17 really when Derrick yeah. Henry just... The overwhelming stats, I guess, of Henry just made me give to him. But, I mean, Devontae Adams, I think, this year made a statement of he is the best wide receiver in the NFL. And I think one thing that wasn't talked about, and maybe this is not a thing, but I think with competitive people like Devontae Adams it is, in the beginning of the season, all everyone was talking about was how DK Metcalf is going to be the new thing. And no no 
like disrespect to DK, but Devontae Adams came back and was like, no, I am the best wide receiver in the NFL. It's not DeAndre Hopkins. It's not OBJ. It's not Julio anymore. It's me. And I, so I don't disagree at all with the Devontae pick. Big Doug? Yeah, I agree with Kyle. I got Devontae here. Anyone want to take a guess how many receiving touchdowns he had in 14 games this year? Take a guess. 17. 16? 18. He's got 18, and his catching rate's 79%. He gets 100 yards a game. I I got a theme here. I hate – I really don't like Green Bay because of Aaron Rodgers, but they were on fire. Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers are special. Okay. that's not a hot take. Um, Just to shout out – Dalvin Cook, though, I, I he still had fifteen mm. yard, fifteen hundred yards from rushing, and he missed two games as well. I you, you know who hates Dalvin Cook? Who? My father, who was in the fantasy finals in week seventeen, because he does like where week sixteen and seventeen it's like a two week finals. Yeah. Dalvin Cook sat out week seventeen, so Jeff Robbins not too happy. Not His too father happy. died. His father died, so he went. He he was grieving that week seventeen. Did my dad still lose in fantasy football? Yes. <laughs> so regardless of the situation, I'm just stating the facts. All right. I told him that I was <laughs> arrested. I, know about, I wasn't updated on that story. Yeah, it's tough, but I mean, it's just like, you know. Um, Josh, take it away. Defensive player of the year for you. I got Xavier Howard here. Uh, I think, um, yeah, obviously sack leaders are the overwhelming favorite always for this award. But I have a feeling it's just going to be a back-to-back I, hopefully, defensive cornerback of the year. Um, uh, Xavier Howard with 10 interceptions on the year. I have his full stats, actually, so I was prepared for this. Uh, 20 passes defended. Uh, let's see, 10 interceptions is obviously the biggest thing. He's the first person since Antonio Cromartie to get double-digit interceptions in a season. Topping, I, I think, like Richard Sherman. that year, too. Sorry. <laughs> Richard Sherman, I think, was, like, the last guy to have, like, eight interceptions, I think, even, to even close to that. Some shit like that. But, um, yeah, uh, one forced fumble. It's fucking 51 total tackles for a cornerback. That's insane. Xavier Howard's my defensive player of the year. I like that. He was incredible. I'll go to Big Dog, then Kyle, and then we'll go to me. Yeah, not to be boring, but I got the same thing. I saw 10 interceptions, and that stuck out to me because I feel – I mean, that is so many interceptions to get in mm-hmm. 15, 16 games. Same thing what you said, Josh. Go ahead, Kyle. Yeah, you know, I I thought Xavier Howard, but I think also we get a little bit of voter fatigue with this award just because when you put everything in a vacuum and you play 16 games in a season, I don't think anyone's ever choosing Aaron Donald for a first-round pick defensive player over anyone else in the league. I mean, he gets doubled and triple teamed every single time, and he was still second in the league in sacks. Mm-hmm. And mind you, he plays defensive tackle. That's one thing I don't think he gets enough. Um, people don't understand enough that the defensive tackle position, just you're not supposed to get sacks. You're supposed to be there to plug the hole, maybe get a few cleanup sacks. Yeah, more right run game. Play. Yeah, exactly. But and then you watch him in the run game, and he destroys everyone. And he's so mm-hmm. quick, and he's fast, and he hasn't skipped a beat. I mean, just looking at his numbers from his previous winning seasons, this is still the same exact stat line that he had back then as he's having now, so I have to give it to him. Mm-hmm. I, I can't really argue with uh, any of your guys' points, but I do have someone else. I have Jalen Ramsey actually as my defensive player of the mm-hmm. year. The dude, average, he gave up 20 receiving yards a game. 
in a, yeah, in, yeah. and he plays in a, a conference that has DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, DeAndre Hopkins. And, you know, Jalen Ramsey's always taking the toughest assignment on the offensive end. That's just what the type of guy he is. So Jalen Ramsey, I thought, I mean, but, like, I agree with all your points, but I, I went with Jalen Ramsey. Josh, what you got? You know, well, you know what's weird, though, is on Pro Football Focus, he's actually, like, mid-ranked in cornerbacks for some reason. See, I don't understand Pro Football Focus gave... Okay, you want to know how stupid Pro Football Focus Go is? Go on your rant, please. They, yeah. There was today a draft guide for college quarterbacks. <laughs> Fifteen college quarterbacks got, like, basically A or B-plus grades in the draft. So no, they were like all fifth- A's. They're, oh, they were like, all A's. It was the I thought, first, I thought, so everyone's going to be a great picks. starting quarterback next year. <laughs> is what I'm hearing. What the fuck? No matter who the Jets, it doesn't even matter. But to go so, off your point, Josh, it's like I bet and Brian picking Jalen Ramsey because it's like yeah, because he probably doesn't have many stats because nobody even fucks with him on that side of the field. So, and that's there you go. I think that's mm-hmm. the answer. And I just I was just wondering. I was just like, it's such a weird fucking stat that he definitely like eye test wise, he's the best defensive cornerback in the league. I'd say mm-hmm. as far as a complete shutdown guy and yet he doesn't get any love for it on on the stats part of it the analytical side mm-hmm. it's kind of like uh revis in those uh some of his dominant years where it was like no one threw it to him like except like once a game how dominant he was so it's hard to get those stats i don't think ramsey is up to the revis but i think he's close he's he is a superstar oh he's he's knocking on the door for yeah. sure for that so yeah. um Let's go next to Coach of the Year, and I'm going to start with this with Kyle. Pretty obvious one here, but I had to give it to Stefanski just because the Browns were a joke of an organization for years, <laughs> and it, it sucks that they're getting plagued right now by COVID and might have to sit out all their coaches and a few starters as well too, but um, I, I didn't think he could be able to turn it around. We've seen coaches come in and out of that organization just get absolutely eaten up, and he's figured out – how to bring the best of Baker Mayfield out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree, Josh. Uh, I'm going Brian Flores. I know they missed the playoffs. I know it's whatever. But, like, still, they had barely any pressure on them. They have, like, their first-round pick in the pocket with uh, Texans. And they still had, what, an, what was it? A, did they finish 9-7 and seven, ten and six, or was it 10-6? Ten 10-6, and six? Ten and six, thank you. Yeah, I mean, that would have made the playoffs in the NFC. Uh, the defensive unit it was just fucking stacked, too. They, they played so well before all the injuries. Brandon, what is it, Landon Roberts was fucking fantastic as well for them. Um, and obviously, Xavier Howard and all their other secondary guys. Byron Jones had another good year. I, I, I got to go with Brian Flores. It's a young team, and they still finished 10-6, and six, and they probably should have made the playoffs, and it's and they just got fucking destroyed in Week 7. Fitzpatrick couldn't play because of COVID. That's why they didn't make it. Um, yeah. I have, before I go to you, Big Dog, I have Sean McDermott of the Bills. I think I, Kyle, I actually think you're right. After listening to your Kevin Stefanski point, I actually think he will be, I think you're right, and he will be the coach of the year. I just think that the Bills winning the AFC East going 13-3. and three. I think what Sean McDermott has done not only this season, just the last couple of building the squad in Buffalo, I would lean him. But Kyle, I think, convinced me on Stefanski. Big Dog, what you got? Yeah, I also have Brian Flores here. Um, they're like a year or two ahead of schedule, and I think the people mm-hmm. reacting about yeah. Tua – Dude, the guy was a rookie quarterback in a COVID season without a preseason. He went six and three. 
anyone would take a six and three record with a quarter rookie quarterback. I think they'll be able to build off that very easily. Um, I do think though the 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 worry about Tua a little bit is valid. There's a little things that are a little so. scary. I, 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 I like I know so. what you're saying. Like it's slow and stuff, but it's like, dude, I, I this is, know. dude, it's. I mean, he's played I mean, like eight games, and this first game it was an NFL game since he got tackled in an LSU football game. So it's like you're you're really being put in like ridiculous situations, and you still won six and three, and you're probably not all there, and you're kind of like, how the hell am I here? There's no fans in this game. I mean, I think Brian you're Boyce a two, you're a Tua stan, and I respect that. You I, like Tua a lot. I really like him. I think he'll be good. I know he looked a little slow, but the guy just doesn't have the reps. This team's good. They're ten and six. Brian Flores, wonderful job. I just the thing with Tua for me that I couldn't shake was just the idea of this like bullpen type quarterback thing, of like them bringing in Fitzpatrick, which I get. The, Andrew, all your points about eight games and being a rookie, valid. I just thought it was weird. It's just, but and, we we gotta like because we're comparing him to Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. Joe Burrow looked great, and Justin Herbert's Herbert like, literally <laughs> is potential is arguably like the best rookie quarterback I've ever seen in my life. So I mean, oh, if we're so gonna good. compare him to he's Jared so Goff, good. who didn't even play his first year, Patrick okay. Mahomes didn't play his first year. I, just, I think there's still a lot Fair. there. I don't think they'll be that good like Patrick Mahomes, but I think Tua is gonna be a very solid quarterback, and he can left-handed quarterbacks just kind of throw me off too. Just throwing that out there, they do. But I, I not saying like it's just like when I'm watching, I'm like, oh, I think once dude. once he gets on, like, and if he's just a little quicker, he's got a pretty pass to 11, 5, 12, and 14 when they're on. I mean, he's definitely in a good situation. We'll see what he does with it. Um, so that's everyone's coach of the year, comeback player of the year. I mean, I have Alex Smith because, like, uh, Josh, why don't you just take it away on why? I think we all do. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> Who was yeah, an honorable? That, does anyone have an honorable mention? I was, it was kind of hard. To, I've like, got one. I, a big Ben, maybe, but I don't know. I it, it it's tough because they always you're always looking for someone who is completely down in the dumps, and then you want someone who came back from that. Um, but comeback player of the year, I feel like Josh Allen should get some credit for this because everyone was dogging that guy for the past couple of years that he couldn't do anything, and I thought you know he's obviously not going to be in contention for it, but I definitely thought he had a season where. Um, he really bounced back after all the criticism, and again, I know he didn't have a terrible record last year, and he didn't have a, an injury by any means, but I think that him bouncing back and kind of putting everything to the side that's being talked about out to the football field was a hell of a showing. Yeah, that's a good point, and I think that this is a podcast that isn't like, at least Andrew and I, we've always loved Josh Allen, so like, we, I don't think we gave it like the right context this year of how he really burst onto the scenes because we were always just kind of waiting for it. But I actually, I think that's a good point, Kyle. Uh, Josh, though, or Andrew. I was just gonna say because I've said it before, but like week to week, the guy got so much more mature. Every single week, he got so much more mature. To your point, go ahead, Josh. Alex yeah, Smith. the the last guy was probably maybe Rob Gronkowski taking a year off and still looking pretty good uh, with flashes, though. But it's Alex Smith is is the answer, just because of There's how. No question. Yeah. How how devastating the injury was. He almost lost his fucking leg. I mean, like that's so how bad it was. really quick. Life. I want to jump in 
why did he almost lose its leg? Was it like some sort of infection? Oh, okay. It was, yeah. it well, was like, like it almost yeah, seriously almost they had to like amputate at the knee or something. Yes, yes, yeah. that was that was. Okay. Uh, I don't know about on the terror. I don't know exactly. No, was, that yeah, guy has such dude. big balls to go play NFL yeah. football again. Oh my That's God. exactly why. I think like there was a report too. His wife was like urging him not to come back too. On top of that, just of how devastating and traumatic the whole experience was. Yeah, he had multiple surgeries on that leg, and it was. And I remember watching it happen. And he was always a great guy too. I mean, he was always a, you know, a decent quarterback in Kansas City when the years. But he was, I get he was the reason though they couldn't get over the hump. So they drafted Mahomes and then kind of jettisoned him to Washington. And holy shit, Mahomes came back. Him. Yeah, and then that's what I think. That's a credit to him. I think the Washington team, especially, just kind of rallied the whole city really rallies around this guy um and and i think the 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 entire league if you want to go that far rallies around this guy it's a feel-good story he's a great guy won the division came back also on the same injury by the way it's a similar injury on the same leg i mean and came back week 17 it was kind of a joke of the game because of fucking doug peterson but that's beside the point alex smith still started that game won division for the washington football team it's alex smith it's Alex Smith. He didn't put up great numbers, but it's Alex Smith. Yeah, I, I'm a giant Alex Smith fan, and I, this is not meant to be a controversial statement at all, but my dad is a giant 49ers fan, and when that Harbaugh team was going on, and they eventually replaced Kaepernick with Smith, before all the political shit and all that shit happened, I was I always thought like for the identity of that run and defense team, Alex Smith was perfect. And let's not forget, guys, Alex Smith was the number one pick in the draft and had to go through seven offensive coordinators in his first seven years. And was labeled as a bust and just constantly shit on. So not only did he come back from this fucking freak injury that was terrible, but this dude just kind of like emulates this. And so yeah, Alex Smith is the the easy choice and. Thank God for whatever the fuck Doug Peterson did so we can see him in the playoffs. I mean, we'll get to that maybe another time. That was fucking ridiculous. Um, does everyone done their – oh, yeah, we're all Alex Smith. I got okay. Alex Smith and Kyle had Josh on. Okay. I guess that was more sort of most improved, but whatever. You get the point. Same, Same thing. Yeah, thing. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Pineapple Couch MVP, your favorite player this year – to talk about on the podcast mine's obvious hit the music mr stallion josh allen i think they're gonna say philip rivers yeah i thought so too actually i thought it was gonna I, be herbert i, I, I <laughs> i'm versatile guys i've loved both herbert and phil's seasons but um josh allen has just been incredible i've loved watching him i've loved talking about him on this podcast i love the whole stallion thing because the great thing about the stallion is no one in the world calls him the stallion except us because my dad has him on his fantasy football team and he drafted him as a rookie and just always refers to him as the stallion for whatever reason so that's why we call him it and so i just love the guy i love watching him play i'm a sucker for quarterbacks who wear number 17 Josh Allen is my final pineapple couch MVP. We'll go to Kyle, then we'll go to Josh, and then we'll go to Big Dog. So my MVP for this season is A.J. Brown, and this is kind of twofold here. First of all, he was on my fantasy team, um, and he got injured the first three games. I was really disappointed in him, tried to trade him hardcore at the beginning of the season, then I kept him. Scored a touchdown, I think. He averaged at least one touchdown every single game that he played. 
Um, going back to talking about Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill, we can't forget to mention A.J. Brown is like the king of getting that 65-yard catch that you need in like the fourth quarter. He proved that again last night. Kickstart their offense in the Sunday second night. half. Definitely. Yeah. You're right. And 100%. he and DK Metcalf were in the same draft class and the same <laughs> school in college. But I think A.J. Brown is pan- yeah, and AJ Brown's panning out to be a better receiver in the NFL. I just feel like he's more consistent than DK Metcalf has been. And he's got better hands. AJ Brown does drop a lot of those, you know, like um, uh, balls maybe thrown five yards down the field. But those contested catches, DK Metcalf doesn't have nearly as many contested catches. So he's just been a lot of fun to watch. Watching him sprint down the sideline, he's also 250 pounds running people over, stiff-arming people. It's a lot of fun. He's a monster. I respect yeah. that. Josh, what you got? You're going to hate me. Why am I? It's gonna... Mike Davis. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, I respect it. I respect it. I respect it. goddamn Jesus Mike Davis. Jesus Christ, Mike Davis. <laughs> Go ahead. I respect you know the what? bit. Go for it. He finished 12th, 12th in fantasy running backs. It's a weird year for fantasy and all that, whatever else you want to say. McCaffrey played three games, maybe. But you know who stole the show? It was Mike Davis. More importantly, he stole my heart this season. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Davis, I, uh, you got a hard on for Mike. <laughs> Mike D. Um, the he um he never looked amazing or anything like that. I had him on my fantasy team. I was, was going to ask that. Did you actually watch him play? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I watched him play. He, he had a couple big games. He started out really hot, and then he kind of slowed down once the uh, the once defense started saying the Panthers out. were better with him than Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, you remember that? that? You were real, that's what you and Steven, that's how your feud started, because you were so passionate about Mike Davis. And Here we are. It was, very, it was a credible theory for, for about – three weeks or so in the beginning of the season and it definitely fizzled out for sure but goddamn mike davis if he played week 17 he might have gotten 2000 yards as well so that mike is, is 1200 or something like 1400 <laughs> yeah, well, of course. big dog who do you got i'm going with our someone who made me find love in the chargers again justin herbert he's re-sparked that plug i've I didn't. I thought I was gonna switch teams soon because it's like I hate Los Angeles. I'm a San Diego fan, and he brought it back. He brought me back a little joy to football, and I could watch him. And now we're all excited, and they're gonna sign Jason Garrett. We'd be like, why the fuck are we Charger fans again? But until that <laughs> happens, we have like Justin Herbert. Did this. Justin Herbert got Anthony Lynn fired because he's so good. They're like, we actually have a chance. I mean, they're gonna do something stupid, but for now, we are in the front seat. Go Chargers, go Justin Herbert. Thank you. I love you. Yeah, I. Yeah, he's. I, I don't. He's every, I just he's am worried. Everything, I was so wrong. He's everything and more I could ask for. Yeah, it's just the Chargers are the perfect team to fuck that up. I know, and, and just, I'm so, we'll get to it more so later. Bad because I don't know if he knows. Well, he was a Charger fan when he was younger, according to his those pictures when he was. So he's, he knows how to be tortured. He so knows how to be tortured. We'll so see. Get All right, to. here's a a new segment that is going to happen once a year on the Pineapple Couch. So, folks, get ready, get ready for this. Um, it's exit <laughs> interviews on the NFL season. I got a list of questions. I'm going to cycle them out through the, the crew here. Sometimes I'm just going to go to one of you. Sometimes I'll go to all of you. We'll see how it goes. Uh, first question is to Mr. Kyle. How do we feel about John Gruden, and how do we feel about Derek Carr? 
what the fuck do the Raiders do? Is there a plan? I know they've collapsed and it sucks to talk about for you, but we got to hear what you're thinking. So it doesn't matter what I think on John Gruden because we're stuck with him for seven more years. So <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to move past that one. Um, Derek Carr, really what you have to do is you have to weigh your options with what's available on the market versus what you actually have in the pocket right now. And the unfortunate thing with quarterbacks is you have a narrow window to actually try and go after one of these high draft picks. And the Raiders have obviously blown that year in and year out. So we kind of deserve a quarterback like him. For all the shit that we fucked up in the past in the draft, we kind of deserve a mediocre quarterback at this point. Um, in all honesty, he didn't have a terrible season. He had a problem with turnovers, but he did sling it this year. I do think he run it back with the same offense because the offense wasn't the problem. Mm-hmm. We need to restructure the entire defense. So I think I would be willing to do another year of Derek Carr as long as John Gruden focuses on ramping up that defense and getting a young-minded defensive coordinator in there. Okay. Okay. Um, best wide receiver in the NFL. This was a question I had for this, but I believe we're all on the Devontae Adams train. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I think mm. he has made that. And then I also had best running back, and I think this year Derrick Henry stole that away. Dalvin Cook, though, obviously an honorable mention. Um, you got to even mention to Kamara as well. Oh, yeah. All-around uh, utility. He, the most Talk destructive about, yeah. player in the history of the fantasy football finals of all time, maybe. Uh, yeah, that, I, that, was, that was my finals. I was going against him in the finals and had no chance. Yeah, and that same thing happened to my dad. So maybe you guys should call and talk about that. Yeah. That'd be good. Um, Andrew, this one's for you. How do we feel about the Arizona Cardinals? How do we feel about Cliff Kings- Kingsbury as a coach there? And how do we feel about the future there? Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins. They obviously should have won that game. What are you thinking? So I think the Cardinals, I mean, what did they win? Three games, four games last year. So they obviously improved vastly. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got there. I think they're on the right track. They started i mean by week eight or ten they looked really good like they were going to make the playoffs and then they're kind of just a young team and they collapse i don't know if that's kind of like cliff's kingsbury and like anthony lynn stuff where it's like okay you have talent here and then you just Mm -hmm. are flat the last six or seven weeks um i mean if they fix their d i mean their defense probably okay but if they get a legit defense you have kyler murray deardy hopkins and Kenyon drake i'd feel very good about their future especially over the Rams, and it's like I heard Rams fans that I was watching the games with Sunday, they were actually happy Jared Goff was out of the game, and that brought a smile to my <laughs> face because we know how I felt. I was like, no, 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 this Warlock, or whatever his name was, they were all in on him, and they lost 18-7, to seven, or they won 18-7, to seven, whatever it was, and it wasn't pretty. But that's how much Jared Goff stinks. I think they're at least the second-best team, and they can get the Seahawks on a bad year. Niners are coming back, but going to Josh. Uh, I was going to say also, I think they had they were top three in sacks total, so their pass rush has been pretty good. So, um, Chandler Jones is a, ma- a machine, but um, I guess as a unit they're pretty good. But yeah, there's just a lack of consistency. Forward. Just they're I right there, like. and that might be coaching because consistency a lot of the times coaching. I think I don't I love really Kingsbury. I do not. I think I that Kingsbury either, but... looks better. Because Kyler Murray is such a fucking beast, and they have a great pass just, rush. You gotta have a plan before you fire someone, especially when someone you hired who drafted Josh Rose, and then the following year is like, no, we're gonna get Kyler Murray now, or if he was hired that year, whatever. But it's like you you wasted a number four or five overall pick on Josh Rosen. Mm-hmm. 
Josh Bilker, what's Sam Darnold's mm. future with the New York Jets? <sighs> I don't think there is one, and it's and it's a real fucking shame because I I really I don't think he's bad. I really don't think he's a bad quarterback. I just think he needs a completely new scenery. Uh, he unfortunately, I the worst case scenario I think for this would be the Josh Rosen scenario from two years ago where they drafted Kyler Murray and then they just fucking tossed Rosen to Miami for nothing and then Miami released him and now he's the Niners like four string quarterback right now. Yeah. Um and I don't think Darnold is that like as bad as Rosen, for instance. So I I I think Darnold could be a respectable quarterback. I don't necessarily know where he would go because I I don't really see it. Patriots I think baby. Yeah, he's that's the question. Good, he's going to a that's, New England. A, See, that's, that's my next idea. question to you guys is, uh, I guess we'll go big dog Kyle Josh on this. What fucking young quarterback that a team's given up on are the Patriots going to swoop in on here? Because you got the Sam Darnold. You have Carson Wentz potentially. They're going to go for the... Sam Darnold. One, because I think it's going to be an F you to the Jets in that rivalry. Two, the contract's way different. And it's like you could build. And, and yeah. if anything, the Patriots do need help on both sides of the ball, especially offensively. But they need to get some weapons because I think yeah. we're realizing how good even, like, 43-year-old Tom Brady was at coaching. Uh, like, yeah. Yeah, we, the Bill Belichick versus Tom Brady thing this year, it's obviously not deciding who's better, but Tom Brady won this year. Yo, he killed yeah. the honeymoon this year. He He's him. in the playoffs, 11-5. <laughs> and five. Patriots we'll get to are getting rid of Cam but I think Wentz would probably have more value right now than Darnold, right? I mean, yeah, but the contract you have weird. to buy him out, like because his contract so much, you thing. have to That's give him thing. a signing bonus about thirty million. <laughs> yeah, the numbers Jesus. are ugly for him. Yeah. So, so what's here's my question too? What's the deal with Dak Prescott? Because he was on a two franchise tags back in a row, or two franchise tags in a row, so they can't franchise tag him again, right? So now he becomes a free agent, right? I, think I was led to. Pay him. I, I saw, yeah, I saw a report that the Cowboys were going to pay him. Seems like the most. But does he go back to the Cowboys? Like for, I don't know. I, I don't think there's a whole lot of trust there with the Cowboys organization. And he does have the it's true. I don't think it's not like the NFL or the NBA where you get like a hometown bonus for being able to sign these guys for bigger contracts yep. and the salary cap. Everyone can sign him for the same amount. So if he sees this disaster of an organization, he has the freedom to choose: Am I going to go play for? Mike McCarthy, or am I going to go play for Bill Belichick? Not saying that's what he's thinking. I'm just giving you what his options actually yeah. are. I think that's a good point. I just think the reason Dak will stay is because, like, he's got Gallup, Cooper, and CeeDee Lamb and Z. Yeah, that's yeah, that's I would nice. also it's, it's hard to compare, like, get those types of weapons. Like, yeah. the Patriots, it's like, what, you got Jacoby Myers and whatever, Nikhil Harry? So it's yeah. Still, I see your point with the terrible. ineptitude but, of the Cowboys. But what though. about with the other teams that also are looking for quarterbacks too? You know, I would. Forty Niners would be so I, interesting. That's my biggest thought: is the Forty ers getting him? But okay, that's my next. That's my next money. question. That's my next question. Or Josh, you go, and then I'll go to my next question. Oh, I was just gonna. I was gonna ask about the. I was gonna make a take on the. Niners What's going on with Jimmy G? The Forty ers can get rid of him this off season for no salary cap. Bonus, oh, get rid of him. Get rid of going him. Going to. Get I him think out of they're there. getting rid of him. What are they going to do? I, th- I think they, they got a real chance at like a Stafford and Matt Ryan type for sure. And like even Donald. Put Josh, Donald in there. you're fucking killing it. These Matty are some eyes, of my notes. Yeah. 
nice teases. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stafford. I think Stafford's the dream scenario. In in uh, I think he's better than Matt Ryan, but I also could see the reuniting of Kyle Shanahan with Matt Ryan, and I think that's also a winning recipe. But I think the Niners Matt win Ryan the offseason so if they can pull either one of these off. Yeah, um, Kyle. Future of Jimmy G in San Francisco is it over? What would you be targeting if you're the 49ers? And then we'll go to you, Big Dog. Um, going to, to Josh's point, I think I would actually rather target Matt Ryan just because he has had a proven record in the past and he has won games. And for as good as Matt Stafford's been, I think he's been to what one playoff game in his entire career, and he's got a bit more of an injury history than Matt Ryan does too. But if I was the Niners, I would definitely be targeting. I would say Matt Ryan one B. 1A would have to be Dak Prescott and getting rid of Jimmy G. Is there any chance that the 49ers big dog tried to trade up in the draft for a guy like Justin Fields or something like that? Maybe the Zach Wilson out of BYU? Or are you thinking they're going to look for What's a What's their vet? pick? Are they like 10th? What's the fucking Niners record? The I mean, Chargers they're, they're are 13, they're like... 7, and 9. They're probably from Dude. 7 to 11 okay. is what I would say. Um well, there's no way. I don't think the Jets. I mean, unless they want to keep Darnold, I don't think they want to keep Darnold. I think it goes Lawrence Fields, especially because yeah, what Fields did on Saturday, I think that turned a lot of people on. And um, before the Niners, I would, I would just try to find some. I would try to get like Sam Darnold. I'll try to get someone on a rookie contract that has pretty equal level talent, and then you can just build around. Wentz screams 49ers to me. Wentz does, but I, I think if the money, but you can just spend the money elsewhere. And I think if you get, you just need a game management. If you're under the right coach, I, I think Sam Darnold's okay. But it's like there's That's someone out there like that, and it's like you can spread the money on offense, defense, wide receiver, whatever the hell you need. But it's like you just – because Jimmy G got the Niners, and he's not that great. He's just a smart quarterback. I mean, the 49ers' two best players missed – like the, their best exactly. player, Nick Bosa, missed the entire season. Yeah. And their second best player, George Kittle, missed like what, 11 games? By the time exactly. he was back, it was over. Jimmy G got him to the freaking Super Bowl. I think a lot of other quarterbacks could if they're – just in the right place. Just it's not situation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, neither of those two, for sure. Um, I guess this is another tough question, and I'll go to Josh on this first. What is the future of the Philadelphia Eagles here? So Doug Peterson <sighs> is getting fucking trashed right now for the pulling of Jalen Hurts. Obviously, the quarterback situation there in Philadelphia has been up and down this year with him and Wentz. Josh, next season, is Doug Peterson going to be on the sidelines? Is Jalen Hurts going to be a starting quarterback? Is Carson Wentz going to be on another team? What the fuck's going on? Uh, no, yes, no. Um, I'm going to say Doug Peterson's fired. I think Jalen Hurts— Because he was told—wait, wait. He was told before Week 17 he's probably good. Do you think Week 17 got him fired? Because I think it might get him fired. I just think with how much controversy it created, I just don't see how you can keep this guy with how much the, his whole reputation has changed with, like, one game. I mean, more than one game, but I think, like, the whole NFL fan base in general is mm-hmm. probably that one okay. game. Pause. Kyle, Andrew, yes or no? Peterson there next year. Yes. He'll be there. Because he, he will Josh, be there. continue. Yeah, I, I just think – I don't think he's – I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. So what do you think about Hurts, though, Josh? I like him. I think he's – I mean, again, I think Andrew said it earlier, too. The rookie quarterbacks in this draft class between Burrow and Herbert were 
some of the best in NFL history, and I still think that comparing Hurts to them, he was still pretty good. But as a rookie quarterback, he was he was not bad. I think his completion and his uh, he was he was inaccurate for sure, but his legs are a real threat, and and that's something that if they build an offense around Jalen Hurts' legs potentially, similar to something maybe in Baltimore. Um, I, I think this could seriously be a threat. I mean, Philly's never had any good wide receivers for the past three years on top of that. So if they add some, some real weapons there too, who knows what the fuck could happen with Jalen Hurts. But I've seen enough of Jalen Hurts that I kind of like where he's going. Where I think they're going to give him at least another year to see how things are and before they draft another young guy or something like that. But Carson Wentz is gone for sure. Okay. Kyle. Did you guys real quick? Did you guys see the video of the Minnesota Vikings during draft day laughing at the Philadelphia Eagles when they picked Jalen Rager in front of Justin Jefferson? They had it's all the coaches, funny now, yeah. cameras, yeah, set up, and they're they're like looking at each other like, did they really just draft this guy? We're getting Justin Jefferson right now, and they all start laughing at the Eagles. <laughs> Wait, really quickly, does anyone have anyone other than Herbert for offensive rookie of the year? Because we didn't say that. No, I you know I read an article though that had Justin Jefferson ahead. Yeah, of I've I seen that, but I think too. that's just kind of like the. I got Herbert though. Right now. It's it's yeah. Herbert. I, okay, I mean, he had the best rookie season for yeah. a quarterback. But the back. thing is, but the thing is, we, real quick, when you stack up Justin Herbert to the rest of the quarterbacks, and you stack up Justin Jefferson to the rest of the wide receivers, he's producing like a top tier wide receiver right now. Justin Herbert has great stats. Don't get me wrong. But he's not like a top 10 quarterback right now. You know what I'm saying? Like he's great and he's got a great future ahead of him. But Justin Jefferson is playing and performing on a daily basis like you'd expect someone like, you know, like uh, Stephon Diggs or Julio Jones or someone like that to step up and play. He had what? The dude just broke Randy Moss's record. Yeah, and he was like, what, fourth in the fourth or fifth? He was the best player in my fantasy team. (laughs) (laughs) That is his quarterback. Yeah. It's a great match if he had Justin Herbert. I think it might have to go, in my opinion, to Justin Jefferson. Is that anything oh, to do Justin's with you being a, a Raiders football. fan? No, because and, I'm, a, I'm a huge Herbert fan. I'm a convert. I love yeah. Herbert. Uh, he was my starting quarterback I, this year. I fucking love Kyle. Kyle, just, I love this guy. I think it's funny because I actually think Herbert is maybe in my top ten, like just sneaking into the top ten quarterbacks in my top right five. now. Oh, he's in my top like, seven. <laughs> I, I, th- Rogers, I think he's Holmes, that good. Wilson, Watson. Then you can start talking to me. When when Dak oh, Prescott won, than Watson. when he won over Ezekiel Elliott, uh, it's a quarterback award. Uh, you know, yeah, that's, that's, that's a bummer. That, that's a good point. That's a great point. Um, okay, gentlemen, let's go into playoff predictions right now. So a little bit of a, a warning here to Josh and Kyle. Last season, Andrew and I did our playoff predictions, and I predicted the Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl. So credit to me. I did pick the 49ers winning, and I was wrong. So also discredit to me. That's what we're going to do now. We're giving out today. We're not going to break down every round of the playoffs because we're going to do that as it comes around. But I want a Super Bowl matchup and a winner from everyone on the podcast right now. I will start. Okay. The Super Bowl is going to be Chiefs versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to win the Super Bowl. The, they're fucking scary dangerous and I don't understand why 
I mean, I think some people are talking about it, but they're just terrify me. I think there's a lot. I think the Chiefs are great, but I don't think they're going to repeat for whatever weird reason. I really thought about the Bills making the Super Bowl. So that is, I, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl, beating the Chiefs. Big dog. So, my, let's just start this. With my AFC championship, let's just say I have the Bills versus the Ravens, okay? How the brackets work, I got the Bills versus the Ravens. And then the NFC, I'm going to have the Packers versus the Seahawks. The Super Bowl will be, and the Super Bowl winner is going to be the Bills are going to have 28 points to the Seahawks 23. The Bills are fucking winning this year over Russell Wilson. Let's go, the Chiefs aren't going to do it. This good. I mean, there's just so hard to repeat. They've been so faulty for like 10, 11 weeks. They didn't start anyone last week. They're going to get a bye week this week. So it's basically like the third week. It's going to take them 30 minutes to start playing. And yes, they're the team that can score 50 points in 30 minutes. But it's not going to be against the Bills this year. The Bills are going to beat the Chiefs. Bills are winning the Super Bowl 28-23. All right. To Josh, then to Kyle. I'm I'm back and forth on this, but I also had Chiefs Bucks. I I had because here's the thing: is the Bucks have such an easy path to it too. The only thing that they might have to get over is the Saints in the NFC, and that could Tom Brady uh, potentially. In the playoffs? I'll take that matchup. Well, I'm just saying the Saints have fucking embarrassed them twice now in the regular season. So I mean, it, that's the only reason. Well, why. You know my theory about how the Saints suck in the playoffs, right? And that's kind of what I Houston what I Rockets theory. On. Yeah, there, so there you go. And I I just think that they can beat Green Bay because they already did it. So I I just think they have the easiest path as far as like a lower seed chance. So I'm going Chiefs Bucks with the Chiefs making it. I just think give me a Chiefs score. I want a score. You want a score? Yeah, I want right, a score from go, you too, Brad. Twenty-eight, twenty-four bucks. Yeah, that's probably. I'm gonna go thirty-one, twenty-four. Chiefs. Chiefs. Kyle. So, a little bit of mixture of all of this. I'm actually, ha- I my picks were the Bills and the Buccaneers. Mm, um, like for what you guys said earlier, Chiefs are really cooling off right now. They have not been impressed in the past like eight weeks, and the Bills have looked real nice. They played a real good defense against the Dolphins in a need to win game for the Dolphins in order to be in the playoffs, and they kicked the shit out of them. Scored 50 something points on them. On the NFC side, you know, I I've, I agree with you, Brian. Saints are always frauds every year. They haven't been a legitimate Thank contender. You. They haven't been a legitimate contender since, what, 08, 09 when they won the Super Bowl? Thank you. Um, I'm going to have to use that same exact theory on the Packers as well, too. They haven't mm-hmm. been a legitimate contender since 2010. That was the last Super Bowl that they were in. And when you're looking at these quarterbacks, Drew Brees loses, uh, Rodgers loses, Tom Brady's a winner. So... Um, and that paired with the defense as well, too. I know Mike Evans does have an injury, and it's a little concerning right now, but they've got enough weapons on that team to go all the way. Yeah. I have a theory. They they looked much better, actually, once Mike Evans went down. I don't think it's – I'm not going to go as far as, like, they're better this is, off. Is this, this your Mike Christian Davis McCaffrey, Mike again? Davis thing? Mike Davis, Mike Evans. <laughs> God, Jesus. Josh, you just love this angle. <laughs> I just think like the Godwin and Antonio Brown are more Tom Brady guys as of late, as far as yeah. like what what he likes in receivers. And Antonio Brown looked fantastic. I think Antonio both. Brown's gonna go the fuck off. In and the then playoffs. don't I, yeah. I think heating up at the, just the right time. With the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. with three minutes left, we're gonna do a little tight end seam to Gronkowski. He's gonna find a way to yeah. make a catch when you need. You know him. that I just I think that 
I don't know. The Bucks. I just I I think they have something brewing. Well, you guys, have, right. What's your championship game? So if you guys, if you have the Bucks, Bucks against who? Probably the Packers then. Or what are you guys thinking? I thought it was the I, Saints go, on the other side of the bracket. But I would go Bucks Seahawks if I could. But all right, Bucks, I, would, I need to look the clear. bracket. I Bucks Pack. Oh, I'm sorry, not Bucks Pack. Bucks Saints. Okay, and, and then so you think so? Kyle and I have the Bills beating the Chiefs next week. Both of you guys have the Chiefs winning next week, right? Okay, it'll be a hard. Unfortunately, break. I mean, I Gosh, want. You, I if, mean, if I'm tough. being honest, I really want the Bills to lose this week to the Colts because of Phil. So. <laughs> Like desperately, <laughs> Brian so texted me like the first thing I woke up to. He said, "I will literally do anything for Phil to win a Super Bowl." It's just out of the blue. It's just another Tuesday <laughs> yes, like there, January yeah, forty-five a.m. text message from Brian. <laughs> I would do anything it's, for it's Phil. A, it's a fucking shame that they have to play the Bills too, because I really I like know. the Colts. It's just Brian's team. luck. It's Brian and there Charger was, luck yeah. that that's the first yeah. matchup. There's no other way <laughs> that like this was scheduled. There was like a fifteen-minute window. This week, where it seemed like somehow it would be Colts Ravens instead, because it was when the Titans looked like they were going to maybe lose to the Texans, and I was like, "Please God!" But then I knew, of course, it's going to be my Stallion versus Phil. Of course it is. And if it wasn't Stallion versus Phil, the Chargers would have somehow made the playoffs and played one of them. So <laughs> that's how it works, um, gentlemen. Let's look at this weekend's games before we wrap up. Again, this is a way too early preview. We'll probably be giving out all our picks on. What should we do Thursday night, guys? Friday night for this weekend's games on the Pineapple Couch Instagram and Twitter. We'll do something like that. But let's just look Remember, at the line. Saturday morning game, by the yep. way. Mm-hmm. Yep, three and three, right? So Thursday or Friday yeah. night. Yeah. Yes, yes. We'll do that. We'll put out our picks. So, but let's go through the, the card this weekend because holy fuck, I'm excited. Um, Colts at Bills. The Bills are favored by a touchdown. You get the Colts money line at plus 255. Over under fifty one. I'm just gonna go briefly through like Kyle. Kyle, what jumps out to you about this game? Um, you know, I just think that the the Colts don't have the necessary like firepower to keep up with the Bills, and I know that the Colts do have a decent decent defense, but it has been picked apart by these high powered offenses like we've seen in the past with like the Titans before. So. Um, if I had to put money on it now, I know it's too early. Shit, stuff might happen with COVID, but I would have to put it on Bills. I do think that that is a worry, definitely, for the Colts is just keeping up with the Colts or the Bills in terms of um, firepower. The The reason why I haven't really decided yet is I, the way the Colts win is kind of dominating time of possession with Jonathan Taylor and their defense. So maybe in right that... Now. Yeah, and maybe in that hypothetical scenario, seven is too much. I don't know. But I get your point, too, with the Bills' high-powered offense as much as I want Phil and the Colts to win. Big Dog, you got Josh, you guys anything on this? So I am actually – I would lean – the Bills are going to win this game no matter what. Sorry. But this is going – but the Colts. Take the Colts plus seven here. Phil's going to give it all he has. This could be the last – Week of football. We see football before he becomes a high school Let's football coach or Chargers. He's assistant. already signed. He's already or, signed a high school football coach is that at true? a private school in Alabama. Yeah, only you would know him. that. So there you go. A little inside information. I was hoping he would join, replace Jim Nance with Tony Romo. I love you, Jim Nance, but Tony Romo and Phil in the booth would be awesome. But no, but seriously, but plus seven. 
they have a good enough defense. I think the Bills gonna are going to come out a little shaky because it's like they've been cruising for five or six weeks, and eventually cruise control comes off. I think it comes off a little Colts bit in are the a playoffs better first here. Half team too, and they're just—it's going to be well coached. Sean McDermott, Frank Frake, going to be a close game. Bills win 28-24. Josh, anything on this, or do you want to start out Ram Seahawks? No, I, it was the same thing Andrew did. So okay, Ram Seahawks. Uh, uh, the Rams are fa- or the Seahawks, excuse me, are favored by four. The Rams you can get at plus one eighty over under forty two and a half this game. They split the season series this year. Um, Josh, what are you thinking on this game? Initial reaction. I honestly, this is probably the biggest like fuck it. I, I have no fucking idea because I don't think Goff starting for one right. I think it's still that um, what's what's the dude's name again. Um, Jesus Christ! It's one. Is it a W? It's like Wolof yeah, it or w, something. Right? Something weird. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, th- maybe that's an improvement over Jared Goff. I don't fucking know. But the Rams defense has been fucking great all season. And honestly, Russell's quietly cooled off. Honestly, They've John Wolford. Sh- Wolford, thank you. Um, McVeigh won't reveal I- the starter yet. Sorry. So th- there we go. So that's probably why. I, I wonder if that's going to affect the line when they finally do name the starter. I don't know if mm-hmm. it necessarily matters, but um, I'm kind of leaning Rams in this game. I love the Seahawks. I really do, especially at home. But I they're 7-1 and one at home, so maybe that still is enough to edge it out. But it, I, Russell, again, they, they haven't looked great. They've looked good enough in the past couple weeks. And, and I just... They definitely cooled off, and it and it scares me, is all. But it's still mm-hmm. Russell Wilson at the end of the day, and you probably should just put your money on that if you're betting. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go to the next game. Bucks at Washington football team. I'll start with you, Kyle, on this game. Bucks are favored by eight and a half here. Uh, the Washington football team money line plus three ten, over under forty five. What are you thinking about this game? So, I would really consider. Obviously, the Buccaneers are going to win. Um, the one thing that does scare me is the teams that the Bucks have played recently have had terrible defensive fronts, and the Washington Redskins, or excuse me, football team has an incredible oh. defense. <laughs> yeah, my bad. What's that about, you can believe dude? that one. You can believe that one out, but they have an incredible <laughs> defensive line. And Tom Brady this year has buckled under pressure from a defensive line, and because he can't roll outside the pocket, so you get that pressure on the inside, he can't go anywhere. Um, so I think it's going to be probably a low-scoring game. Probably not going to be as much of a gimme as people imagine because you have to remember that they did struggle against shitty teams this year, just the ones who were able to play him the right way. So um, that's my take on Bucks. I'd probably take the under and stay away from the spread. I would. Do, I'd lean the same thing. I'd take plus eight. I think it's plus eight right now. But yeah. I see Washington. Yeah. I think for the reasons you said, like they they have a good, they have like one of the top three defenses i know they're in the nfc east but it's like they can bring pressure i mean they've got a lot to play for you got they're playing for ron rivera playing for alex smith's leg honestly (laughs) for anything at this point but it's just like a playoff game at home and you get eight points i like that i know there's no fans it's just a little bit different and if any team's been so inconsistent the bucks are going to win but if they're so inconsistent it's been the bucks where it's this to 1% 99 to you know it's i don't know what they're exactly. going to do i would take plus 8 washington i think okay. what what scares me though is the the qb play still like alex smith was still shaky last week cuz he still is not obviously 100% still 
Um, and, and I think Tampa's defense could lock in and just completely fucking annihilate this team because offensively they and, – and they also lost um, – did Antonio Gibson come back? I, I kind of forgot actually about him. Um, I know one of the running backs got hurt, but I, I one of their good ones. But it doesn't matter. Uh, regardless, yeah, I think Tampa Bay, but I think they could honestly realistically cover. I know the defense is great. It's led by Chase Young, the defensive rookie of the year, which we didn't mention before, but I think that's – Absolutely yeah. clear. It's, it's fucking Chase Young. He's, he's an absolute yeah. tank. See, when I look at this matchup, I do think eight and a half is a lot. And I think that Washington has been all great. Or it's been so good this year about kind of defying spreads like that. But if I'm to subscribe to my theory that I think that the Bucks are going to make a run at the Super Bowl, I am kind of subscribing to the theory that yeah. they're going to kind of flip a switch here and start showing like, hey, look at this high-powered offense. So I do I, I am thinking that the Bucks offense is gonna show out in these playoffs. So I do look for them I would lean that they might cover this, but I also get every point of I mean, this is a regular season game from what we've seen all year, the Bucks or the Washington football team's covering a game like this, but we'll see. I think the Bucks deep or offense is gonna flip a switch, maybe. Both Alex Smith and Gibson miss practice today. So I mean I, I imagine play. they're still gonna They'll, they'll still play. I think both of them will still play, but I'm I'm just saying that they're, it's it's a depleted offense for sure. Um, mm-hmm. So, okay, Susie at all. Next, so we're now we're on to Sunday. We got the Ravens at the Titans. Ravens favored by three and a half here. You get the Titans money line at plus one fifty over under fifty five. Um, this is a hell of a matchup in terms of running games. Like this is just the. I don't know if it's one and two in running terms, in terms of like yards gained throughout the year. I know the Ravens are one, and I know the Titans have got to be up there. This is a very, it, it's it's a big time matchup, and the Ravens defense, I think here, is the reason they're it getting three and, and a half. It is one and two. Yep, you're right. Um, fuck, I don't know, guys. Kyle, start talking about this game and let me formulate my opinion yeah i i lean ravens on this i just that titans defense it cannot be trusted i mean they had again they had a must win game this weekend they almost blew it against the foreign foreign 12 houston texans Mm -hmm. um i think that the ravens will be able to take advantage more of the offensive mismatches that they have than the titans will be able to on that ravens defense um i don't really trust the ravens offense too much but i trust the ravens defense a lot more and I think we've seen it with the Titans this year that when their defense, you know, has them down, when they're down early, Vrabel still likes to run the ball when they're down early. And that just digs them into a deeper hole and a deeper hole, and it makes for them for hard to crawl out of. Mm-hmm. And the Ravens are a dangerous team, too, to have the lead with the type of team yeah. they have. Big Doug, what's jumping out to you about this? If we're doing locks, the Ravens would be my lock this week. So they're, I, really? they lost to the Titans last year, correct? Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to happen again. Lamar Jackson's going to win a playoff game. He's had that hanging over him for 700 days. I know. You, yeah, roll your eyes at me, but it's going to happen eventually. I was saying I'd like to him to lose again so I, I can keep doing that so next would season. I, but that is the reason why I'm taking him because I know it's not going to happen. Because things, if you bet with your heart, it never works that way. So I would lock in the Ravens minus three and a half there. I think they're going to win by like 14. I, I, this okay. team, the past five or six weeks, about a week before that Browns Monday night football game, they got their spark back. They had they started off the season hot. 
then they became like three point favorites, and then they became like seven to ten point to fourteen point favorites the last five or six weeks because this team is back. And Lamar Jackson, they look good. They look really good. This, this, and they have a this defense. Team, this team is hot. I'm not gonna argue about that at all. Um as we've been talking about this, I have formulated my opinion on this, and I do think that the Ravens, if I had to just straight up choose money line who's gonna win, I would lean Ravens, but I I kind of think this is going to be a field goal game. I think that this is a type of game where we're going to see a lot of running the ball, maybe shitty weather, and so it's going to be Justin Tucker is better than Steven Gostowski. So that's why I'd maybe take the three and a half. I would take the three and a half with the Titans, but that goes to two and a half. I don't think I'd take it. Quick uh, side note, Gostowski did not play this last weekend. Oh. They, they had a new... They had a new guy in for the Titans. That's he barely right. he barely made a 37-yard field goal to win the game. He hit it off the crossbar. Luckily, it went through the crossbar after it hit it. But yeah, I don't think Gotzkowski's playing anymore. I think he's injured. Oh, well, if, if there's no Titans kicker, you go Ravens. That's yeah, weird. That's, I mean, the Titans are the type kickers. of team that you need, you need yeah, a you kicker if you're a, a running kickers. the football team like the Titans. You need a kicker in the playoffs for that identity. I know they have uh, explosive offense. But if I'm getting Justin Tucker versus a fucking practice squad kicker. With a better defense, too. They have a much better defense than the Ravens, or much better defense. Josh, do you have anything on this? No, I mean, I'm leaning uh, Ravens as well. I can't believe this is the morning game on top of that. This is probably the best matchup, I think, of the whole weekend (laughs) as far as what I want to see personally. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I would lean Ravens as well. I just think Lamar is cooking at just the right time the they're just fucking rolling over teams as of late and okay. I, I the titans haven't impressed me okay the way, so Kyle? covid oh, oh. Okay. so does that mean Lovely. he's gonna kick it was the day before day before the game was it is nfl 7 or 14 it's seven it's seven if you were close contact you need to test negative for five days and then it's or seven days and then it's 14 if you tested positive did he test positive? It, it, it doesn't say. It doesn't okay. specify if he tested positive or if he was close contact. Hope he's back. That would be, be very lame if he's if they don't have a kicker. That would suck. I assume if they're not releasing it that he probably tested positive. That's just a And that might yes. cover it up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next game. Rare you see a 10-point line in the NFL playoffs, but we have it here. <laughs> The Saints are favored by 10 versus the Bears. Bears at Saints. Uh, you can get the Bears money line at plus 350. Over under 47. Um, ha, guys, this is tough because I kind of like Mitch Trubisky. And I'm not saying I like Mitch Trubisky. I, I, no, I'm saying I like Mitch Trubisky. I don't think he's bad. I think Matt Nagy's bad. And I think that the improvements we've seen. I'm leaning Bears plus 10. I do think the Saints will win, though. Am I crazy for liking a little bit of what I've seen out of Mitch Trubisky? Not the past six weeks, dude. They put like thirty points up almost every single week. Past four or five weeks, it's a, it, they're a different and, team. And the Bears, I don't think the Bears' defense is gonna like the Saints. Kind of just look rocky sometimes. You know what I'm saying? I think the Bears' defense might throw something at them. Money line, obviously, I would think Saints, but ten points, give me the Bears. So last week, Brian, you took the my other. I almost took. I wanted to take the Steelers plus ten, but I was like, "Oh shit!" They all got second strings. But I loved that you still took that pick because you just know, like the Bears or the Browns and the Steelers are going to have some close game. 
This yeah. is the same thing here. I mean, this is playoffs, 10 points. I don't think the Saints offense with a depleted Drew Brees is like some firepower thing to be afraid mm-hmm. of. Like they have a good defense and they have Alvin Kamara and they have good enough. I don't think they're that flashy. I think the Bears have a good enough defense to contain them. And if they run something like they've been running offensively the past five or six weeks, it's going to be a field goal game. It'll be a double doinker. Yeah. I do. I, I literally think that the Bears, like, the more we, I think they have a shot at winning this, so I would definitely oh, take the plus. I, I kind of like this is like if you if you want to sprinkle know. a little underline or a good money line mm-hmm. dog, as your Jeff loves, I would sprinkle the Bears, just knowing the Saints' history. Kyle, Josh, are we crazy? You're crazy for saying uh, you no. like Mitch Trubisky. That's about it. <laughs> I agree with everything else. Yeah, I didn't say that. Uh, I said you, it. You kind of I'm a stole the words right out of my mouth. Honestly, with everything, I, I I honestly was gonna say that I was gonna open up with the Bears. I thought really had a shot at winning this game, as well. I think their defense is still really fucking good. It's not as good as it was what two years ago, but I I just think Trubisky just gives them more versatility at the very least, and maybe competitive enough to stay in this game long enough. And I think the Saints fuck it up somehow. I I. I kind of think so too. I'm not saying like it's a lock or anything like that, but it's really good value. If you, Trubisky if you wins this the game. Bears the Bears all. keep him. I bet you that exactly. And That's unfortunately, definitely a conversation. Keep, they probably keep Nagy as well at that rate. That's so, tough if you're a Bears fan. Yeah, That's um, kind of a double edge. Huh? La- last yeah. game of the weekend, gentlemen. Oh wait, wait, hold on. Last thing though, Go. this is the Nickelodeon game. Was the Bears Saints? <laughs> oh, they're gonna have so. wait. So there's like gonna be like like a slime type thing between the field goal posts, right? Like yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Just I don't know what you mean. Like doing. it's actually Guys, like a Nickelodeon. Can we all make an agreement to watch? No, it's on That's, Nickelodeon. Oh, I for sure. It's will. like Channel Seventy. It's on in Fox Southern California and Nickelodeon, Andrew. Yeah, like Channel Seventy. It's on it's both a, channels. So, like, so there will yes. be a version of that game where it's, like, when they kick a field goal, slime will fucking graphic will That's, show up. And Spon- I, I got to check okay, that another thing. If they don't play yeah. Sweet Victory, the SpongeBob SquarePants thing at halftime, <laughs> that is the biggest missed are opportunity. They, is, like, Al Michael? I mean, are they still going to have, like, the CBS? No, no, no it's going to be your, like, Drake Bell. shit game. The shit game of Wild yeah. Card Weekend. Especially now that there's seven seeds, so you're gonna get maybe like you're gonna get, like what? What's the guy's name who yells? Who's awesome? Gus Johnson. Oh. Gus, you might get like a yeah, Gus Johnson, Gus some Johnson. shit like that. Like I don't uh, know. No, I think this is gonna be the Romo game. <laughs> Actually, this. Is oh, CBS. we're getting Romo and Nance. It's and well, Nicolosi. Yeah, like, look look at this. It changes are the whole thing. <laughs> they, they'll probably call the Colts Bills. I don't know if they're gonna call back to back. Are Drake and Josh Sunday? gonna host? That would be fire if we could get. Okay, another thing tangent. Drake Bell does not go by Drake Bell anymore. He's like he goes no. by a Spanish name Drake and Parker? does Spanish music. No. Yeah, Drake like no, like Marley, hey, welcome back to the apartment. What's Drake's name? Spanish name. Drake Campania. He only speaks uh, Spanish now. I swear to God, look it up on the internet. Yeah. Drake he's losing from it. Drake that guy's Josh. losing it. Losing it. Wait. No, 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 no. He's he's making bank. Yeah, that's but the he's best still part. Losing it. He's still losing. <laughs> he's not losing it. He, he's doing the smart thing. He lost all relevance in the, in the American culture. Losing and it. then he goes. To, <laughs> and then you know what? He goes to the the Spanish, and you know what? He's thriving. He goes to Despacito the Spanish. Change the world. All right. <laughs> he's Despacito like a conquistador. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kyle. Let's get back on track here. 
Browns at Steelers for the final game of this weekend. The Steelers are going to be favored by six. Get the Browns money line at plus 220 over under 47.5. Kyle, do we believe in Baker Mayfield and the Browns, or do we think the Steelers are going to kind of right their mistakes towards the end of the season? I mean, the, the Browns are missing all of their coaches for that game. All their so like even like Stefanski. Yeah, like, yeah. I just saw that Stefanski. Yeah. So where do they um, like? They can't like do it like in like a else booth? same thing no. happened to Clemson offensive quarter coordinator this past insane. Saturday. Clemson did not yeah. have their offensive coordinator on Saturday. Really? Yeah, because he was COVID, so it was a different dude. Continue. Yeah, so they don't they don't have their coordinators and their head coach and how this works typically works is. There'll be another oh player God. or two coming out this week that also is going to be put on the list because of contact tracing. So this isn't going to be the end of it. It's going to keep going. But, yeah, I mean, you have to take Steelers now. I That's would so for the fucking line stupid. Blows up. Um, yeah, it's a good idea. I would. I don't understand why you couldn't put the coaches in, like, a COVID, separate, like, their own booths. <laughs> like, up there. There's no one at the stadium. Why can't you use the bubble? press boxes? Like yeah. the opposite of the NBA bubble, just a COVID bubble. Well, like fucking Johnny, like my brother went to college and um, he was like the only one in his dorm to not get COVID, but all the people who got COVID went to the COVID dorms. And Johnny said that people just got fucked up in the COVID dorms and they all had COVID, but it was like, so it's like, I don't understand the coaching thing. That's fucking, what the Because it's just, just literally just put him in a different room. Like, just don't talk to anyone, go to room 412 and then start talking to him. Anyways. I would hammer the Steelers here for the same reasons. Ah, I mean, the Browns yeah, are hammer them. Wake Fuck. up! Are the Browns going to beat the Steelers back to back weeks? Especially when they it came down to a two point conversion. That's so shitty for Browns fans, though, guys. But yeah. this yeah, is the most bummer, Brown thing yeah. to happen. That's... Of course, they're, they're not going to beat the Steelers back to back weeks. They almost lost Dude, with Mason what Rudolph. The fuck again. is up with the NFL? Like post gaming those post like postponing those games early in the season because like the Ravens or whatever that Steelers thing, and now it's. Fuck, That's, that that really pisses me off because I think this Brown Steelers game, if they're fully healthy, I actually would lean Browns. I would too. I'm, I'm with would, you. Man. That I fucking think. pisses me off. That sucks. This fucking coaches the, can't. The be Browns there. like point differential yeah. this year was minus eleven. They were eleven and five, but they were minus eleven. <laughs> that just lets you know <laughs> oh, how many God. ten to seven games and how many Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt just run the ball and we kick a field goal, we win. Well, That's it. And I think that the reason that the Browns have that record with that point differential is that Kevin Stefanski, like Kyle was saying, is a fucking great coach. And so not having yeah, him there, that's insane. I mean, think about being Baker Mayfield and you have a guy in your uh, ear for 16 games and then the biggest game of the season, he's just gone. I, that's yeah, unbelievable. Apparently, like, apparently yeah, the yeah. coordinator who's taking over was supposed to play calls this preseason, but because there's no preseason, he now has no experience calling plays for this team. Of course. Lovely. They're going to get rolled, dude. I mean, how, what are you supposed yeah. to do? You're going to yeah, have nervous coach's first a... game against the Steelers' arrival in the first playoff game since, what, 2002? Good luck, Cleveland. Would be a Cleveland story, though. If you're going to break the hump, <laughs> this is the way to do it. Yeah, I mean, it could – They the the only hope for the Browns, I guess, at this point with everything you guys said is that you can kind of force – the Steelers have a shitty run game, so maybe that the Browns can make this just like a use their defense and slug it out, but I I don't know how you win this game without Stefanski out there. Maybe I'm overvaluing that. No, that you aren't at all. Everything. I mean, think about – I mean – you're coaching like you build a relationship with this guy for 18 20 weeks and then the game that matters the most it's some different dude and you're looking over each other it's like oh yeah 
what do we do in this third down situation and you have no confidence? It's just or... more pressure on the young quarterback in Baker Mayfield. Right, yeah. All right, guys, does you guys have any wrapping or closing thoughts on our NFL playoff preview this weekend's games? We're going to be back um, on either Sunday night or Monday night to break down all these games. We're going to be back into the rhythm. It's a new year. We promise. I promise. Um, but any uh, final thoughts, gentlemen? No, everyone is Go tired, Phillip Rivers for I, you, Brian. Go Phillip Rivers. Go Phillip Rivers. That would be fucking awesome. That would be fucking awesome. And for the love of God, Chargers, please don't hire Jason Garrett. Anyone. Literally anyone but him. I know or Kyle Adam is Gates. secretly rooting for that. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that you guys are <laughs> not even Anthony secretly. There's three people. It's Adam Gates. Kyle, Kyle's going to show up to the meeting of them interviewing Jason Garrett in like Chargers gear and be like, hey, yeah, come on in. Like, a couple uh, Rolexes or something. Uh, hey. Fuck <laughs> um, Gentlemen. It's fucking fantastic to be back with you guys and doing this. We'll be back again on Sunday. Stay tuned. We got a little Chargers fan town hall talking about the firing of the frog, Anthony Lynn. Kyle, Josh, Andrew, always a pleasure. Cheers. All right, welcome back to the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob, uh, episode 72, and now we're going to take some time to talk about the big news of the week, really the specifically the big news of the week for this podcast, uh, but before I get into that, I got some great guests who are joining me uh, for the first time. We got our boy Jason, Qui-Gon Jay. Jason, how you doing, my friend? Good and yourself. Thank you for having me. Fantastic, and we got Dustin Morgan. Dustin, how are you doing? fantastic it's good to hear and mr dog big dog andrew Radcliffe, as always how you doing great because it's the most charger fans i've been around in a long time yeah we got four of us boys <laughs> I, I didn't four. know i mean i, I know this is it There's, this is it fellas yeah this, this is, is all we got <laughs> so obviously we're going to be focusing on the charger season and how it all happened and then the big news the frog anthony lynn was fired we will no longer be getting rants on the pineapple couch for 30 minutes about me screaming about clock management so we'll get into that why it happened and what we're looking for the future but first let's just talk about this charger season as a whole i think we can all take one thing that we can be very happy about justin herbert is a star is a dude who looks like he can compete with mahomes jason is are you as high on herbert as we probably are I love it. At first, I'm not going to lie. I, I wanted um, Jalen Hurts, actually, okay. uh, huh? coming out. I didn't even want Tua, really. And um, when Dolphins picked him up, I was excited. I was like, okay, maybe. It, it was already the rumor. It was either going to be Tua or Justin. But uh-huh. I was thinking maybe we'll just pull some surprise and just pick up uh, Hurts. But, um, you know, we got Herbert. I wasn't too mad, but I wasn't that happy. But you know, just, okay, let's see what we can do. And what a diamond in the rough that he turned out to be. Absolutely. Couldn't say it better myself. Andrew and I, to your point, Jason, we were both 
very heavily like wanting Tua during the draft. And then I'm pretty sure right after we drafted Herbert, we both tweeted that we always wanted Justin Herbert. But <laughs> we had to <laughs> bleed Charger Blue. Yeah. But we did not want him and I criticized my yeah. I, I was didn't just think worried. he was that good at Oregon and I was I was worried. Pac twelve just kinda Ooh. has that uh air of mediocrity, I guess, that scares me a bit. But this dude he is the full package, really, as an NFL quarterback. He's got a cannon. He is mobile. He seems to really uh, inspire. His teammates seem to really like him. And he yeah. seemed to really pick up just the the spirit, the momentum of the Chargers. It, even though it was such a, a bad season, really, wins and losses-wise, the fact that Herbert was there kind of brought some new energy that I really don't think we've had since, like, what oh six oh seven with young Phil and LT, so there yeah. is optimism there. Um, let's go through the schedule, boys. Seven and nine. Mm-hmm. First game of the season, Chargers. They they take care of the Bengals. That's our Tyrod Taylor appearance, and unfortunately for Tyrod, because he seems like a hell of a dude and a, a consummate professional. Yeah, is he okay? Like, is he gonna? Is he done? Or is <laughs> I he, think he's okay. But the thing does he about have Tyrod one Taylor too. What's going on? No, he's good. The thing about him is he's actually an above 500 starting quarterback. Yeah, he was okay with the Bills. So, like, he was was a good insurance plan. I was a little sour on him just mainly because I was so mad Phil left and I was just dealing with that. But Mm -hmm. so that's what we do. We get a win with Tyrod Taylor week one, and then the whole Justin Herbert thing happens, which is a weird thing that I think Andrew brought this up to me of how kind of it was – kind of a knock on Lynn, how he was kept saying in training camp and not, there was no preseason. So I guess this kind of gives Lynn a little, um, he doesn't get too bad of a blame here because it was little preparation time, but he didn't think Herbert was ready in this awful, horrific, something like I've never heard before. Tyrod Taylor incident happens, which thrusts Herbert in. So we get lucky as chargers fans there, Andrew, I'm going to go to you. Um, what, when you're looking at this season, besides Herbert, what did the Chargers show you this year of something they can build on? And I'm going to, we'll probably go around with this because, and we can mention specific things throughout the season because well, reciting I mean, the record isn't that exciting. They still won. They were seven and nine. So they ended up, I mean, the Bears made the playoffs as eight and eight. So they were right there. We know seven of those losses besides the Patriots, 45 nothing, were within a touchdown and it, I mean, if it, if they weren't the Chargers, they would have won five of those games. This team is still just as talented, if not more talented, than the team that won 12-4. and four. I think you bring Derwin James back next year. I think you have Joey Bosa. I think you have a better Melvin Ingram. You have Kenneth Murray. I think you have Keenan Allen. You got Mike Williams. You got Hunter Henry. You got Justin Hoover's arguably just had the best rookie quarterback season. You got Eckler. You got Balazs. You got, what's the other, I mean. You got draft picks, too. You got they have draft picks. They've draft. got money. They got momentum. You got a new city. I mean, they're in L.A. I don't like it, but you're in a new stadium. There's a new vibe. You got a new quarterback. There's a lot to be attracted to as a head coach, I I think. I think to go off that, uh, Jason Dustin, is there a more attractive head coaching position in the NFL that's free other than the Chargers? I don't think so. Uh, I'd rather be the Chargers than the Jags. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, who else is out there? I mean, nobody well, wants to go to the Jets. Yeah, like, right? it's the thing is with the Chargers yeah. is, like, they have that rookie quarterback, obviously, and they have the draft picks, but they weirdly have, like, the remnants of that, like you were mentioning, Andrew, that 12-4 and team. That 
it's basically the so same good. team that's like that still so there. Good. I think. Yeah. I think and and it's we haven't Durlin hasn't been there in two years, and if that guy, you know, potential he's, rookie of the year, I mean, I hope he can move, and I hope he's okay because if he is, him and Bosa single handedly can make that defense, and they're always going to stay in the game because of the Chargers. They're always going to make it a three point game, and they just have to have the ball and a field goal kicker. Let's not forget Michael Badgley still sucked this year. I think he was yeah we got one of the worst. Badger. Yeah, I think he he might have been worse than Young Hoku if Young Hoku got a longer leash. Oh man. <laughs> I think he was. Hey, okay. You guys want to know something Some things funny? Have changed. Can I just quickly interject? So I have a, a season in Madden with the Chargers. And so <laughs> I, I, won the, I won the Super Bowl, credit to me. But then I made some changes in the offseason like I'd like to see. And I was uh, – I got some OBJ on the team because maybe he's not too happy in Cleveland. And I to do that in Madden, you have to change their position to kicker so you can, like, do the force trade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. was higher rated as a kicker than Michael Badgley. No way. <laughs> that's foul. Oh my god. <laughs> I believe it. I mean and So that's what we're dealing with. The kicker thing is I, I mean, I don't is there that much to say about it, guys? I just think we're cursed. The kicker I, thing is cursed. It's, it's a curse. Yeah. Nate Kading was the greatest regular season, the worst postseason <laughs> kicker. We've gone through three or four kickers since then. We didn't remember the season where the uh, the Cowboys and Chargers played on Thanksgiving, and they had like their punter or like a position player starting kicking the field goals because the, <sighs> the kickers were getting hurt. What kickers yeah, get hurt? Uh, the Chargers yeah, kickers. Really the Chargers also get penalties on kickoffs before the snap happens, which yeah, I've never seen worked before. Out better because I just started going for two. It's like might as well yeah. just roll the die at this point. So. Thinking about this season, you go seven and nine. You play the Chiefs tight week two. You lose tight to the Panthers. You lose tight to the Buccaneers in a choke. You lose to the Saints by three. You beat the Jags. Congratulations. (laughs) You lose to the Raiders by five. You lose to the Dolphins by eight. You beat the Jets by six. Paul, let's go back to that Raider game real quick. (laughs) What do you got, Jason? That that I don't know. The the old rules, college or not college, high school rule, Pop Warner rules. If you get two feet in the knee, you're down. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's yeah. that's that's a touch. It, the the ball can't force a fumble, but the ball can force an incomplete pass. The ground, I mean, that doesn't make any it, sense. That I mean, that's the thing. I think we've been dealing this what since was that OBJ. First Green Bay, I think it was Des Bryant. Yeah, Des, oh, yeah, the yeah, Cowboys Packers yeah, playoff game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About. has absolutely no idea what how to determine and catch because you see the same thing with where a, a a wide receiver will be running a slant or whatever and catch it and literally not have the ball for a half second but get it stripped and it'll be a fumble. So it's like, what is? There's yeah. just no consistency in that. And again, the Chargers are cursed. I'm led to believe until proven differently. Um, we have a core, though, gentlemen. Like we Such mentioned. Such a good core. We got Herbert. We got Bosa. We got <sighs> Keaton Allen. We got Mike Williams. And then we got, hopefully, Derwin James. Who, If Derwin James is healthy, he is a combination they of build a linebacker the and safety like I've never seen. Yeah. He's unbelievable. Yeah. He's and 
So what was interesting to me this season, or not interesting, what was sad was if you ever noticed the difference between the Chargers defense from snap to snap if Bosa wasn't in, it was massive. Just the lack of pressure, just all the sorts of stuff, specifically in that Bills game where Bosa went off. But I don't think it's understood by many as much as it is between the four of us how big giant of a loss Derwin James is. Because, Andrew, you're right. They built the defense around this dude. Yeah, every I mean, they did this like and he plays like three positions at the same time. Yeah, like literally in it's, the moment, he'll go from like corner to like middle linebacker and then like go I, back to safety and like make some crazy tackle. You're like, how the hell did you do that? Yeah, and that Steelers game comes to mind from the 12 and four season. Yep. First thing win. I think about with him. Yeah, yeah. quite a day there. Um, all right. So Chargers seven and nine. Um, Anthony Lynn, let's get to this. Anthony Lynn's let go. He's fired. One thing that has been pointed out to me, I've been obviously very critical on Anthony Lynn because I am an irrational sports fan who wants the Chargers to win a Super Bowl more than anything really in the world. So I am going to be critical of who is in charge and making these decisions, especially when I am so biased. Like yes. the Phil thing with Herbert. Like I literally want it so bad. I'm, I have to maybe apologize sometimes. But Anthony Lynn... Clearly was a good dude. That has been put out there over social media the past week, and we've always kind of known that. So that's that's all well and good, and yeah, you're a great guy. But I, we're ready. This team is ready for a new coach. Anthony Lynn built, I'll give him credit to this, compared to Mike McCoy, he built a culture there. Yeah, that's he did. Better than I McCoy. will say, like, I mean, which is half the job. Half the job is yeah, clock Mike management, boy. which you failed at. But half the job is to get the team to play for you. And he did get the team to play for him. When mm-hmm. they just clock management and just stupid play calling. But that's the other yeah, half. And the, the other thing with Anthony Lynn that I'll I'll be nice to him today is with a lot of some head coaches that are mainly like the hoorah guys, um, they surround themselves with just offensive and defensive coordinators who can really help them. Like if a college example would be Coach O. He's mainly a recruiter, but he gets the guys around him for the defensive offense. And Anthony Lynn certainly did not have that in San Diego. I think the only guy he really had on the entire staff that was worth a damn was Pep Hamilton, who I think we should keep the QB coach because obviously what he's been doing with Herbert works really freaking well. (laughs) So I'd like to keep Pavel Hamilton, but um, does anyone have anything to finish on Lynn? Because it's almost like beating a dead horse of just going over the clock management. But is anything closing thoughts on the Anthony Lynn era? I can't. I'm. I will say I'm glad the frog is gone. Have a great life. But goodbye. Yeah, I the char. I mean, the Chargers. This team's freaking ready to win. This team's been built to win the past three or four years, and they've missed it. And then. They got so lucky that Herbert turned out to be the superstar because otherwise they're about to go in full rebuild mode. Mm-hmm. And then Sir Herbert's a superstar, and they're like, holy crap, Like you got a shot now. So you got to win, but you know, I hope Anthony Lynn finds a job for like the Falcons or something. Yeah, he'll be running back. <laughs> totally give him a Dan Quinn. Give him a little revenge yeah, for go, go take care of the running oh, back. That's tough. Um, okay, so we'll go – to this next topic of the topic being what coach do we want? I will preface it with two things. Last night, 
I, I am residing in San Francisco. I almost jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge when I saw that they were interviewing Jason Garrett. That just if being real with everyone. I would want less than Anthony <laughs> that, I, I literally said that. The one guy. Yes. The one guy I want let. I hate the way he looks. I hate the way he walks. I hate the way he talks. I hate the way he breathes. I hate the way he claps. I hate the way he wears his clothes. I hate I hate his family. I hate everything about him. There's he's nothing great. good about that guy. He's actually the worst. And then the yeah, guy saw people the were saying and trying to like back up Jason Garrett no. today. How? How? No, they were saying, to say about they were saying I, I would be a better football coach. You would. You would literally. You would. You were already morally better. (laughs) (laughs) People Um, were saying for Jason Garrett, they're like, "Oh, his record because he has like an eighty-three, sixty-seven, something like that. He's got a winning record." But here's the thing. Here's the thing, guys. When you're the fucking Cowboys and your your talent is way better, and you've been in the NFC East for ten years, and you finished eight and eight, but two years you went ten and six, and your fucking record is over five hundred. Have the talent. The Chargers. Like the, he would literally pull an eight and eight Colin every Howard year with the Chargers. He's oh, like, I kind of like what he did with Daniel Jones this year. What, what? the fuck? Did you like the they trip after his eighty yard scramble? What did he like? <laughs> about? Colt McCoy like won two games. We like. Oh, I don't want to talk about McCoy. Let's not, bring, <laughs> let's not bring that back, please. Get out! Of, yeah, Mike McCoy, Jason Garrett, get out of here. Jesus. Other Steve, thing, other other how rumor. Fuck, how the fuck did Steve Sarkisiak? What is up with that guy getting the Texas job? That guy, I mean, he goes from USC to Washington to the Falcons offensive That guy sucks. And that guy, yeah. everywhere he goes, is a cancer, and he gets drunk like by the thirteenth week. And there's always some fucking look it up. It happened at SC. I mean, it happens. Yeah. And it's just it's unbelievable. I don't know how he gets like these prime jobs. I mean, Texas and USC. There's a Top 10 schools you want to be coaching for. We could go down a rabbit hole because I was about to say, how did Bill O'Brien have his job for so oh long? My so, God. They're going to hire three they're jobs. Gonna, get three okay. jobs. So let me get to maybe a more positive rumor. Um, the Chargers did request with the 49ers and been granted permission to interview Robert Sala, which is their Ooh. defensive coordinator, who I love. I, like my, my, I think we're all in agreement that he, obviously a good dude, great defensive coach. Mm-hmm. I, though, gentlemen... I want an offensive guy. I you want an offensive head coach. What you think you're going to say? I think, see, that would be, it's tough because we've had offensive coaches. Yep. You know, we have throughout the, Turner, the, McCoy. the history of our, you know, time. And Super Bowl winners, they all, not all, because recently, obviously, Andy Reid, he's more offensive, mm-hmm. you know, just got a Super Bowl. But Bill Belichick for the past half generation. You know, mm-hmm. defensive coach, you know, doing it like that. But if we're gonna go offensive, like you either gotta give me the enemy. Yep, I was gonna say that's what maybe that's what I want. Yeah, maybe even Urban Meyer. I, I kind of like the Urban Meyer picking up someone from college, giving them a fresh, you know, a young, a young in the NFL uh, type of coach, and seeing where that goes. But the enemy is my number one. For sure. Yeah, that's Urban, my number one as well. T- Bienvenue's my number one. To Urban Meyer point, actually, there's a lot of rumors for him everywhere, and I guarantee you he'd rather be in Los Angeles than Jacksonville. So, you know, like, there's I all these. I actually disagree because he started in Florida. Oh, shit. You're so right. So I think he wants to go back to Florida. But if there's going to do he it. a recruiter? Jacksonville. But I, I really don't think, like, I don't want Urban Meyer as an. I just, it seems like NFL I want coaches. the enemy. 
But I don't. I want think an NFL coach, happen. like college coaches, like but translating, like, talking to grown men. I feel like it's just a little bit different. I know Urban Meyer could work with Lawrence and Jacksonville or Herbert here, and it might be great. I I don't want that though. I don't want to pay someone thirteen million dollars for as a head coach. Yeah. I want. But okay. like, if if, if he winning. was like Austin Eckler and Justin Herbert could adapt to his type of college play style. Yeah, well, they, the, like, the shelf well, life is with that is what worries me. Um, the one guy who I, I, to your credit, Jason, I I would take Robert Tall. I'd take that defensive coach because we got oh, a, so, yeah, we could that defense used properly could be lethal and you see what the 49ers defense did this year with basically all their players hurt so that speaks to him the mm-hmm. one guy who i haven't heard anything about but if we can't get the enemy the guy i want is the panthers offensive coordinator joe brady who was the offensive coordinator at lsu with burrow yes i would love that guy i want an innovator and maybe i'm being naive because jason i hadn't really thought about that till you mentioned it all our coaches have been offense for yes, like the last really. 10 years, like Schottenheimer was the last one that was a defensive coach, correct? That was, Turner that was McCoy. the biggest mistake in Chargers history. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, besides yeah. leaving San Diego. Right. Um, so I I like the point of the defensive coach, but I do think Joe Brady, you just getting, whether it be an offensive coordinator or a head coach, you need to get someone in the room with Herbert who can put him in the best situations possible, like we have seen with, for example, Patrick Mahomes with Eric Bieniemy, Because Herbert has shown he has talent to be a superstar, right? I, yes. I don't yes. think that's overstepping I, I, it. I think Justin Herbert, like, prove me wrong. I mean, you could, of course the stats back this up, but we've been saying this. We said this eight weeks ago. He's the greatest rookie quarterback I've ever seen. Because you can say Patrick Mahomes, but Patrick Mahomes, that was his second year. Name another quarterback who had a better rookie year. Uh, old people like my dad would say Dan Marino. But Dan Mar- but that's not even true. Like, and if you look, yeah, my dad I said know. Dan Marino too. Yeah, same fucking thing. Like, no, 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 no. It's different. <laughs> they were way better, and they could do everything. Right. And the guy was they were didn't know he was. The guy wasn't even expected to start mm-hmm. until well, yeah, it was a freak stabbed. injury. Yeah. There was a stabbing for him to get start. So next question. He was a stabbing. He stabbed. <laughs> it was assault. What do we want in the draft, gentlemen? What do we want? We got the 13th pick. We got actually, we have some good. We have a lot of picks in this year's draft. I personally lean to offensive linemen. I want to protect Herbert as much as we can because I do think we have a lot of off uh, weapons offensively. Jason, what are you thinking? And then we'll go to Big Dog and then Dustin. So. The past, we've needed an offensive line for the past five years. Um, Thirty years. We needed it before. We needed it before Phil, uh, before letting go of Phil, and Preach. It's still the same for me. Um, but I mean, I'm glad we took care of the quarterback situation. The timing that we did do it. I mean, because we would have missed Herbert if we would have waited one more year. Obviously. We never had it. So I guess the stars aligned for us for, you know, for as far as that goes, the most important position in football, in my opinion. But uh, now we need protection. And yeah. um, 
you know, no, not darn, not trying to hate, but it starts with, you know, we got to get Sam Tevi out of there or, you know, <laughs> I, I can't stand seeing him in the starting lineup anymore. It's tough. It's because tough. Because he literally, what, two years ago was ranked the worst. <laughs> <laughs> literally was Chargers go 30 worst. yards penalty, Sam Tevi. There it is. Well, it is not, Every time. It is not sure. it. And we know, should know his name as well as we do. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. We should not, bro. We really should not. And it we was, should never know an offensive line's name unless you're. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know my offensive lineman's names. You sh- you really should not. Like I should not be looking for college offensive tackles and memorizing them by name. Like, I've, I've never done that. Before. We remember DJ Fluker for the, like twelfth oh, or third. Oh, God, I got that guy was supposed to be a beast. He's from Bama. He's this big offensive tackle. Just never lived by his last name. That's all he did it was just—he's a fluke. <laughs> okay, clearly, like we need an offensive line. We need protection. And secondly, after that, we need to stop the run game. Mm-hmm. So that's hey, linebacker play. Yeah, linebacker, I think linebacker yeah. play is something that we could address in the mid rounds of the draft. Definitely. I do like uh, what Kenneth Murray Jr. Kenneth is his yeah. first name. Right? Yeah. I really like him. Yeah. I love him. But I do think we need to address the linebacker play because if you think about it, I mean, when was the last time we had a great linebacker? Like, was it Sean Phillips? Sean Phillips. Donnie Edwards. Who's the chief? I don't even know. That was Chiefs guy. Monty Tail for a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He lasted as long as his relationship with his fake. (laughs) That was actually a longer time than he was. Uh, Also, special teams, but that wouldn't be a draft thing. Yes, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I just think it's cursed. I don't. I don't know how to address it. I think I, like you, part of me thinks. I if think you took Justin, Justin Herbert should just Chargers, He wouldn't be a good kicker anymore. As good as he is, I just a little part of me thinks that. <laughs> is it possible to trade your first three picks for Justin Tucker? Because I would do it. If we can get Justin Tucker for five years, I would do it. I would do it. Justin Herbert just got to go 30 yards every time. We get he it on the in week two. Would do it. You get hit by a bus. <laughs> get hit by a bus. Like, not even it. that ridiculous of a like, thing. But it's like, like, how is it so I, hard just to find it? I, okay, I watched, I did a live bet on Georgia. They had a bowl game this past Saturday. This guy kicked a game winning like 53 yard field goal. And it was his first attempt ever from that far. I'm just like, how you, is Cincinnati that possible? How? <laughs> yeah, no, especially it's, in SoFi, like it's almost it's, a dome. It's the, pretty much a dome. Yeah, it's just, worst, it's not like it if you're a Chargers kicker, you're never wind. kicking That's in it. snow. You never. Los Angeles is known for its heavy winds. <laughs> the goddamn Santa Ana's. Come on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's let's wrap it up with this thought. Let's give out what are our predictions or. Give me a. I want a record from each of you for next year. What we think is going to happen? Are we making? I'm not going to hold you too tightly to this. Obviously, before next season, we can give out more concrete predictions. But I want a way too early prediction on next season. Big dog. Okay, if it's anyone not Jason Garrett, anyone but Jason Garrett, (laughs) this team is going at least ten and six, at least, and they will be in the playoffs. They'll be right in the hunt. We will see Herbert. We'll see him. Jason? 
Well, I think we'll go five and six in the division. And then I think we'll win another seven games after that. So it's even two and four in the division? No, so we go five five for six in the division? You mean five and one? Yeah, five and six. Uh, Sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Five for six. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We go five for six, Ooh. and then we, we just lose the Chiefs. We, once. I mean, uh, we yeah, we lose the Chiefs once. I, exactly. I like that. And, That's realistic. That sounds and great. Then, and then we get them again, and then we win seven more. I think we go twelve and four, Whew. and I think we go in the playoffs. And are we, are we beating the Chiefs next year in the division, Jason? We're definitely beating the Chiefs in the division. Oh Here's the God. thing. So hold on. There's, a, there's certain things that have. There's certain things that have to happen first. Of course, all starters have to be on deck, and that's the fact. Yeah, hypothetically. I, all this. Yeah, this is this is if all starters are able to play. All important starters. Chris would be calling me right now. All important starters. Um, if they're all in, then I think we can go twelve and four, make a run in the playoffs. Not gonna make any playoff predictions because yeah, it's uh, not even in the playoffs yet. It hasn't, <laughs> season hasn't even started, but uh, I think we knock them out, and I think we uh, I think we make a statement. I think Justin Herbert comes back even better than he was. Keep Pep Hamilton, yeah, and that. and just ride the wave. I think we've ended off strong. The four, the splitting the. Splitting the division actually was huge, even though some people might not see it that way because we didn't go to the playoffs. That was, it was actually a very big deal because I don't think we'll ever lose to the Broncos like that again. I don't think we'll ever lose to the Raiders like that again. And, you know, the Chiefs is a toss-up because you got the two best quarterbacks in football playing against each other. I really don't think that's an understatement with the last thing you said, Jason. I do think <laughs> down the line, like down the— Like, like within the a next, year like, or two, years, you, I don't think that's what... crazy to say at all. Dusty, your prediction? Uh, I think I think we'll lose. I don't know if we'll beat the Chiefs once. Well, but if we do, we'll lose the Raiders or something dumb. Just yeah. okay. So, Chargers. like, what I think, <laughs> I look at it as eleven and five is my hopeful prediction. Twelve and four would be nice. The eleven and five. Um, I think the thing with the Chargers of their ceiling. It can kind of be correlated to this question. How soon can Justin Herbert be an MVP? That is when the Chargers will win. Is it next year like we saw with Mahomes? Or is it maybe another year? I think it's like Kyler Murray. I think you see him in there for a little bit, but he ends up ultimately finishing like fourth or fifth in the voting. But that's good enough to get you into the playoffs and give you a run. Because, I mean, I know... I know, or I think, not that I want him, but I think Michael Thomas is going away. And maybe OBJ. And maybe OBJ. So it's like, if they had, because I, I mean, I love Mike Williams, but it's like, if they had two crazy receivers, that's, I mean, just throw that's the like ball like Buccaneer territory with yeah, Evans, John Brown. Like, literally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, then I think they would win 12 games. But it's like. If that doesn't happen, then I'm leaning more ten and six because I think they'll lose two in the division, and then for some reason, every single season the Chargers have to play the Patriots in like the greatest teams. For some reason, like we're gonna play whoever wins the Super Bowl this year. I guarantee you, we play them. Whoever, whoever that's probably true. Takes to the AFC Championship. I guarantee you, we play them. Like and be the opening week. 
That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's who that's who we'll lose to. Yeah. Um but we are optimistic, gentlemen. <laughs> we got a we got a future. That's yeah. what we can hang on. Most How many times have you heard that, Justin? As a Padre and Charger fan. Hey, just just keep looking forward, man. Just keep I your chin watch, up. I watched every single analyst pick the Chargers to win. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hurt man right now, the way you stared at the camera. It's just it, as, as excited as I am it. about Herbert, but we're all so emotionally like, fucked up. <laughs> They're, they're gonna sign Jason Garrett. Let's We're be real. We're saying eleven and five. They're getting him like, out of sighing, like in depression, like oh, but something's gonna happen. Watch, well, yeah, no, here it is. Jason here Garrett is. thing would be. That, I, I don't know. I don't know how I respond to a Jason Garrett thing. Here's yeah, something. I mean, eight and eight. Well, yeah, I'm going eight just eight all the way. As I do right now. <laughs> Are they going to snub Justin Herbert of Rookie of the Year because they already snubbed him out of a Pro Bowl. There's no way. I, I think Justin ah, Jefferson's the other guy, yeah, but Jefferson's I just don't see guy. it. I don't see it. There's no. There's way. no way. There's no. Way. How did he? How did he not make the Pro Bowl? I mean, dude, Phil was a top five passer for like ever, and like, oh, he sucks. I mean, not. I mean, not you even as a mean? starter, as a backup, at least, like. Yeah, I mean, I, think, be, I, I think don't know. You just, Herbert you just, for the Pro Bowl was a victim of the record at the time. I'll give, yeah. it, I'll give it. That's fair. That's I would fair. say. Who but, made uh, it? What it was? Was it Josh Allen? I'm assuming, but he's not going to yeah. be there. Yeah, Josh Allen and Mahomes. Okay. And then I bet you they'd throw like weirdly like Tannehill above <clears throat> Herbert or some weird shit like that. There'd be one we disagree with. Allen Mahomes though. actually makes sense this year. If yeah, that's the I, case. I, Josh Allen. Hey, power of the seventeen. Josh Allen, Phil Rivers. You know what I'm saying? Um. Gentlemen, last thing I want to say before we wrap up, because we might need to do start doing this like every week, every other week, because it's like a safe space for Chargers fans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as a he Chargers fan, I'm sending out the bat signal, and I know all three of you will oblige. Let's go I'm fucking here. Colts. Let's go Colts. Let's, Let's get go Phil. Colts. Let's get Phil some success. Let's yep. do it. We're rooting for you, <laughs> Phil. We fucking love you. Yes, the last one. I'm a real fucking Chargers fan. I don't give a fuck what you have to say. Like, <laughs> that's just how it is. They would love Phil. the gunslinger. One the last, last ride. Because <laughs> <laughs> it might be, it might be the last ride. So God, if he goes that. out with the Super Bowl, I might die. <laughs> you can die happy though. I would be happy. I would die so happy. Um, all right, gentlemen, this was a pleasure. We'll have to do it again, and especially around draft time. And we'll honestly probably have to do it again in maybe a week or two when we get some coaching information. Because isn't that that should probably be the next couple weeks, right? That has yeah. to be soon because they have to start. You guys start implementing the system. Yeah, absolutely. Start getting it right. Yeah. All right, big dog, Dustin, Jason. Pleasure having the three of you on. Uh, Jason, where can we follow you on Twitter? Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, all the same name, Qui-Gon J, Q-U-I-G-O-N-J-A-E. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm always talking my shit on the Chargers. But, yeah, you know, I love them. And I only speak real facts when I talk about them. So Let's right. do it. Uh, Dusty, you're what, Jedi.Wave on Twitter? On Instagram. On Instagram, and then you 808Jedi on Twitter? No, on Twitter, I'm mixed. Mixed. <laughs> mixed by Jedi. Okay, sorry. 
Uh, Big Dog Cool Car mix. Guy on Twitter. Cool Car Guy, <laughs> Andrew Radcliffe. It's a number one. Not cool a Car Guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. This has been episode 72 of the Pineapple Couch. Take a uh, love you, Justin Herbert. Goodbye, Mr. Frog. And go, Phil. Thank you.